I was introduced to NFTs via the Blockchain Heroes cards on Wax. These collectible cards captured this moment in time as we transition to the blockchain. It highlights the pioneers and heroes of crypto in a very fun way. And although it is a very playful collection, I learned five valuable lessons that I will share today. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. The first lesson that I learned from the Blockchain Heroes cards is the power of storytelling. And this is something that is very powerful in marketing. There is a great book called Story Branding, and the entire premise of this book by Donald Miller is selling and building a brand based on a story. So this is something that we can relate to from the earliest times in history. We look all the way back, the great people that were able to gather crowds, be the most popular person around the fire was the person that was telling the story. And this is something that we value all the way to modern times. And this is the same thing when it comes to actually selling. A lot of the times, the person that sells the most of whatever it is that's being sold is the best person at telling that story. Because let's be honest, it's not like we're just lined up to spend our money and buy certain things. However, the person who convey that story in a way that either makes us laugh, sparks some emotion, or has some sort of connection is the person that's going to get us to open up our purses or our wallets and spend money. So in the case of selling NFTs, the thing that I learned from this collection is the power of story in the sense that each of these individual characters were put onto a card. They had a bio on the back and these normally mundane, boring things such as cryptography and researching this stuff, they were put into the form of superheroes and they had these depictions on the front that were playful, they were interesting. And as we all know, we love stories, we love superheroes, and that is how Marvel and Disney continuously make millions and billions of dollars. It's by putting these out. So creating this universe where these superheroes are fighting against the central powers to have decentralization and cryptography and all this stuff, it's just very fun and also ties back to real world individuals that actually did work on these things. And it's actually pretty fun to go on to Twitter and try to figure out who these people are, such as Miss Stability was the first person I found, also known as Elise Sam. I just stumbled upon her profile one time when I was looking at, I believe it was the NFT NYC speakers list. And sure enough, it popped up that her profile was the person that was featured on one of these cards. So since then, it has been fun to try to figure out exactly who these characters are. And it's just really drawing people into the story. It is very interesting. And I think that is something that a lot of NFT founders and projects are lacking. They are putting out these artworks or whatever idea it might be, might have some amazing real world utility that draws in a lot of people, but the storytelling just absolutely stinks. It is not captivating, it's not intriguing, and unless you're someone who is directly in the know as to what's going on in this project, you're really not drawn in. And I think we're doing a very bad job of drawing in people on the fringes or people that just might be curious. Up until this point, pretty much all of the sales have been from the diehard NFT people and it's just the same recycled set of people. However, in order for this to actually go forward, be implemented in every type of business, we're gonna have to see some interesting, innovative ways of using things. And that's why I like to highlight products that are incorporating NFTs or even companies such as Starbucks who are using it as a rewards program, what have you, because that is a much more competitive story that people can actually relate to and understand. But number two thing that I learned from this collection is that collectors don't necessarily need an ROI. For example, I'm going to give you a connection that I made to get into this. You might have heard it many times, but as far as what made me see the value of the blockchain and everything is the fact that I used to collect Pokemon cards when I was younger. I have a binder 
all the way back from seventh grade. I remember sitting in the English teacher's class. We used to go there for lunch. We would trade Pokemon cards and what have you. And I literally have never played the game and I have never sold any of my cards. And I just kept them in a binder and I would trade and I like to collect them. So this is all the way from seventh grade. So we're talking about, I don't know, 25 years ago. And this has been sitting in his binder, has never created a dollar of value for me. I've never thought about selling it or never really attempted to sell it, I should say. And I just think it's just very interesting the fact that I just have them for whatever reason. It's just the emotional connection of my childhood and what have you. And so when I was able to see all this stuff that was happening, especially with this blockchain heroes cards, because again, this was my entry point, the connection I made was to the fact that I like to collect things. I've always been a collector, whether it be US $2 bills or newspaper articles that I find interesting, you name it, I have just always done that. So as far as being able to resell them and get some sort of ROI, well, that was never in my blueprint to begin with. And I think that's something that is taken for granted. People assume that the only reason why people are buying these NFTs is so that they could flip it, make a quick profit or something of that nature. But I think that the fact that there is a group of people that literally just collect things. And I think deep down, all of us are like that, whether it is something like trinkets and souvenirs from our major moments like proms or postcards as we're traveling. There's something that most of us have some sort of emotional connection to that we like to collect. We'll store them up. And there is no purpose other than how it makes us feel as to why we're holding on to them. And even if someone offered us money for them, it's like, it's something that never even crossed our mind to sell them because we were collecting them for whatever reason, how it made us feel. And I think a lot of collections don't do a very good job of fostering the collectability of their set and even just sparking that within people because people want to hold on to things. So what is that reason? And this might go back to the whole story thing, this whole story selling, but what is the connection that is being made that's going to make people want to collect this? And number three is, I never really thought about it, is I would probably collect a lot more things if it weren't for the space. The beautiful thing with this whole blockchain technology and having NFTs is that they don't take up any space. They're on the blockchain. They're digitally stored, just like storing JPEGs, as we like to call it. Ha <laughs> you know, we're trading JPEGs. But no, all seriousness, you can collect as many NFTs as you possibly want, and it's not going to take up any more space. I can be on 10 different chains and have hundreds of different NFTs or thousands of NFTs, and it doesn't require me to have a bigger storage unit. It doesn't require me to have an extra room in the house or anything of that nature. So I think that is something that's unique to digital collectibles, but I think it's overlooked in the sense that, again, people are focusing on the financialization of things and flipping it and then just trading JPEGs, but not necessarily seeing the fact that, you know what, people like to collect, but this is a great way to collect without needing any more space. It doesn't matter if you're in a college dorm room or you have a 10,000 square foot mansion, you can still collect the same amount of NFTs. Number four is the fact that diehard fans are willing to quote unquote follow the band, right? We can think of all through history. You have those groupies or whatever. They follow around the tour bus and they'll go town to town. This is like a thing that you'll see in a lot of old movies and stuff, especially like with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Guns and Roses and, you know, those types of people. They literally would travel around the country and go on tour with them and go every single city. Now, that's absolutely crazy, but you know what? For some people, it makes a lot of sense to have that tour t-shirt from every single city stopped along the way as they're following the band. Now, as far as with the blockchain heroes or any sort of collection or IP, if someone is a true fan of that thing, they're going to be willing to travel or go elsewhere. So, for example, I said it started as a collection on wax. 
Well, then they had drops on this app called Quid, which also is a digital collectible platform. However, most of them were not on the blockchain. I should say all of them were not on the blockchain originally, but recently they started to launch things that are mintable, allowed to be put on the blockchain. They were originally advertised as being mintable and would have come on the blockchain within a couple of months, but it took forever and it literally just rolled out. However, people would travel for that. Now, Stepping back from NFTs in this particular collection and as a whole, let's look at, say, Spider-Man or Harry Potter, Star Wars, or any of these great IPs. It doesn't matter if they're in the format of movies, action figures, comic books, video games, theme park rides, in real life conventions and meetups. People are willing to go there for their IP. They're willing to celebrate it. They're willing to travel just like those groupies following the band. So if you truly have a great story, a great brand, people are willing to collect it. They're bought into it. It doesn't matter. They're going to follow to whatever medium that you choose to put it into. For example, what's happening with V Friends, how Gary started off with those cards. Then he starts to do the plush animals. There's VCon and all those different things. It's supposed to be books, TV shows, all these things in the works. If the IP is built up enough and it is compelling enough, people are going to travel from medium to medium following that VFriends collection. And the fifth and final thing that I learned from this collection is that things that are easy to understand become popular. They have minted over a million of these cards and they're still popular. And every single drop, except for the last one that they did, sold out immediately. And the reason why the last one didn't sell out is I forget the exact event that was happening, but all sorts of craziness was happening as far as the market. I think some bad news. I don't know if it was the Luna one or whatever it was, but it was that weekend when the market was literally tanking, like 30% sell off in crypto that particular weekend. And it dropped on a Saturday. I remember I was at work and that was the very first one where it didn't sell out. But previously, every single one of those collections and cards and events all sold out. And I think the reason for that is this collection is easy to understand. As I said, celebrating the heroes and pioneers within crypto and blockchain technology. It is as basic and simple as that. They're put in the form of heroes. And then on the other side, they created some villains that they had somebody to fight against. That is as basic as it gets. We love our superheroes. We love the good and evil battle. And it is not complex. And I think a lot of the problem that these collections and not even just collections, just crypto as a whole is having whether it is the value that is on the blockchain, whether it be Bitcoin or some stable coin or anything for that matter, is understanding that if it is not simple, people are just not going to understand it and buy into it. And I think this collection more than any did those things, told a great story, got the people interested, wanted them to collect, they're willing to go from platform to platform, and it's just a easy, simple idea concept to get. So those five lessons, in my opinion, are some of the most valuable lessons, whether you're doing these digital collectibles on wax or anything for that matter, any kind of business, I think is very important to understand. And I'm grateful that was my entry point into Web3. So hopefully you found that interesting. And it's been a while since I asked for reviews. If you're listening to this, whatever podcast app that you're using, I greatly appreciate it. If you just leave a review or comments, it helps to tell the platform that this is a valuable show and allows other people to discover it easily. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.